Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Patriot Show. My name is Anthony Stephen Malone, the Rogue Warrior, and I'm here with a very special friend of mine and a guest of mine on my show exclusively. I have got the CEO and founder of Melkosh Mission Foundation International. They do work in Sierra Leone with the women, children, and the amputee children of the Blood Diamonds Civil War. Without further ado, hello, Faith. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anthony. Thank you for having me on your show. Okay, can you tell our, our viewers a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the fantastic work that you are doing over there now? Okay. So um, I'm the vision carrier of um, this humanitarian work that we're doing in Sierra Leone called Melkosh Mission International, Melkosh Mission Foundation. And um, the vision was birthed in 2008, April 2008. And so uh, we're just about to enter the 13th year of our missions working with blood diamond victims those whose limbs were cut off by war rebels in Sierra Leone. We work with um, not just war amputees, we also work with war victims, women who were gang raped, um, women who, you know, went through so much imaginable um, things, you know, things were done to them that um, even to this day, they're still traumatized. Um, we work with widows, war orphans, those whose husbands, were killed during the war and um, those who um, lost their husbands through um, the, you know, challenges that they, war amputees face. So the widows of war amputees also we work with. We work with war orphans, we work with children of surviving amputees and we work with war wounded. Those who, um, victims who um, were not amputated, but they um, were maimed. Um, you know, through the use of a machete. And so we have six categories of victims of the war that we work with. And our work is um, providing subventions through health. We do annual medical missions in Sierra Leone. I'm presently in Sierra Leone on our um, annual medical mission. This year, we partnered with Dental Health International, um, they are um, a dental organization, humanitarian organization, and they were able to treat um, over 257 war victims in Sierra Leone in the course of two weeks of, you know, doing, you know, um, extractions, cleaning, and other works. And we, um, as an organization, Melkosh Mission, we have been able to treat over 600 war victims in Sierra Leone. Um, providing diagnostics, consultation, and uh, malarial, you know, checks, diabetes checks, high blood pressure checks, and all manner of, you know, medical checks, and then also provide free Medicare. Um, this year, this medical mission has been a historic medical mission in a sense that uh, war victims for the first time since the war ended 19 years ago, um, they have been able to get free dental care. Um, we deemed it fit that it is, it's, it's prudent, it's necessary, it's life-saving that we would 
you know, embark on medical missions in Sierra Leone because they, the war victims in Sierra Leone do not have any free Medicare. And so many of them have passed away. We've lost over 80%. We just have a, a remnant of war victims that are um, alive and we are at a race against time to save lives, to elongate lives. We know we can't stop death, but we can elongate lives through empowering war victims through health. We also provide educational sponsorship to um, the children of war victims, um, wherein we provide you know, school materials, school bags, um, uniform allowance, and the children of the war victims that are at college, or I will say the young adults that are at college and university, we also sponsor their educational tuition, their tuition for them to be able to get, um, you know, a gainful um, education and hopefully get a gainful employment through that. I mean, that's the only way they would be able to change the stories and get out of the rust that they are in because um, majority of the war victims beg on the streets of Sierra Leone to survive. For them to even have one or two square meal, I mean, a three square meal is a is a, is a luxury for these people. Yeah. To have even one meal, they have to beg on the streets. And so um, we provide, you know, as and when we're able, we're able to provide them with food subventions. For example, during um, the month of, from last year in the month of April to June, we did a nationwide war, nationwide distribution of uh, bags, um, bags of rice Veronica buckets um, so that they will be able to, you know, have good hygiene for them to be, you know, um, keep safe, antibacterial soap, face mask. We provided that to every war victim household in Sierra Leone and we reached every town, every district, reaching as many war victims that we could reach. And so our project has gone nationwide. We've opened up a Pandora's box last year. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, being here in Sierra Leone, when everyone is shielding, but we're out in the masses, changing lives, doing good. It's such a fulfilling, you know, fulfilling assignment, a fulfilling of, uh, there's a fulfillment that cannot be explained. I was scared getting on the plane, coming, going through all the challenges. But when I got to Sierra Leone, it made sense why I had to come and com continue the assignment. So as I'm here right now, we're doing a three-fold um, um, mission. We're providing, we're doing empowerment sessions for the war victims. We're also providing them, um, the, them with um, some of them, not all of them, with um, food subvention. We're also doing a lot of feeding. So every place that we go, we provide, um, do the medical mission. We're still continuing with the medical mission. And then we're also providing the educational packages for the children in the area of either tuition or educational materials. So in a nutshell, that's what we're doing as at now. Yeah, it's been, um, I'm obviously personally involved. It was a great, honor for me to be able to help you get medical supplies over there and use a lot of my connections over there i was on the on the ground in, in Sierra Leone a long time ago in the middle of the blood diamond civil war so i actually saw the war and the carnage firsthand and you are doing a fabulous job over there and me and a few of the other veterans we look forward to going over there again very shortly to help you again okay 
Um, and uh, I just want to make a point on this one. You've managed to get to some of the villages in the north of the country that have never had any help in the past. Even the United Nations were not able to get up that that far. Can you tell my viewers a little bit about that, please? Okay, thank you. I'm so looking forward to you partnering with us and coming to Sierra Leone. Um, we really want to see how we could, um, you know, continue helping. And I just want to say before I go further, just to say thank you. And I'm hoping that our, our partnership will yield something, you know, tangible for the war victims. Yeah. So we, um, we were able to reach war victims at Kamakui. They are at the borderline between Sierra Leone and Guinea. And so they're the, you know, would I say tail end of the country? And as a result of how far and isolated they are, they don't have access to service. They face social exclusion in so many things. Um, even when amenities do come, you know, for other districts, they don't um, get access like, um, um, so the war victims in Kamakue, we were able to reach out to them, transport them to McKinney, which is um, at Bombali. It's one of the um, districts that we have in the north. They traveled four hours to come to the um, McKinney. Um, I think it's the third or the fourth largest city in Sierra Leone, and we were able to treat them there. We're able to give them breakfast and lunch. They they left they set off like before 5 a.m. and they were with us by nine. So we gave them breakfast, treated them, they had their teeth done. Many of them were scared because there's a myth that people have saying that uh, if you know they have extractions, they might either go blind or die or go deaf. And so many of them were so scared of even actually being seen by the dentist. So we had to do a lot of reconditioning of the mindset, just a lot of encouragement and let them know that we're here to help them and not the otherwise, um, you know, um, the alternative, sorry, the opposite, sorry. And so it was, um, it, it was such a joy being able to treat them and they were so thankful and many of them, even those in Bumbuna, Bumbuna is another place in the north, they traveled three hours to come to Makeni and we brought them all together at the same place and it was such a beautiful thing to see that, you know, these war victims who because of the locality of where they live, were able to benefit from what we were doing, which in many cases they normally are the forgotten they're, in fact if the amputees i would say that amputees are one of the most forgotten groups in sierra leone but then those who are even in the further parts are even extremely you know marginalized and so we want to change the story we want to change the narrative and so we're reaching out to those who have been forgotten we're reaching out to those who help does not normally reach them and um we are to race against time to save them through health and to empower them through, you know, life skills training, um, empower them and their children through education. And we want to see them become not only partakers in society, but also contributors in mainstream society. We want to make them productive. So I'm looking forward to you coming to Sierra Leone. You're doing a, your first mission with us yeah. and whatever, put together which we're yet to receive when you come on the ground hopefully we'll get that done 
We will. We'll get everything squared away. Get everything. We've got a lot of support here. Uh, myself and AJ will will be over there very soon. Um, but obviously, it isn't about any individuals. It's about what we can do to help over there and helping the children over there as well. Obviously, AJ's been over there in the past as well. About AJ was over there. When was it last January? January, February? Yes, January last year. That was his first mission. Yeah. And so we're looking for him to come and continue the war victims at Newton and the children at yeah. Newton. Um, um, looking forward to having him. Um, he, he, he was an absolute, absolute gem. And um, he also em empowered us to empower more people. And so, yeah. you know, um, I'm happy that, you know, people like you, like-minded people like you and Asia coming on board to help us to make, make a change and see what needs to be done. And hopefully, you know, things will happen for the war victims. Oh, they, they certainly will. Um, I'd like to take you back a little bit because my viewers are going to be interested. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your history with the country? Okay, so um, I always find it difficult talking about me. But, um, <laughs> You're great at talking to hundreds of people. And I just think people. people should know a little bit about you because you yeah, are an extraordinary individual. I hear you. Okay, so um, I used to work for the local government in the UK and, um, and then I... Um, started off Melkosh mission and then when I got to a place where I knew that I um, needed to be able to do this full-time volunteer my life my service full-time for the benefit of others I quit my job and, and started doing Melkosh full-time but going backwards as a child um, I saw my father who was a former well a member of parliament um, he was a member of parliament in the 80s in Sierra Leone um, his salary as an MP um, went to help Cheshire Home. It's a Freetown Cheshire Home. It's a school for, it's a home for um, children with disabilities. Um, there was another home for um, those with the deaf that uh, um, he also used to um, help. And so I grew up seeing my father helping. My mom is a medical doctor. And again, when she had her hospital in Sierra Leone, I saw her treat people for free, those who will come at the point of death and they don't have no money, you know, they've been ill and because they don't have money to be able to go to hospital and they get into that critical stage, they would come and my mom would treat them and, you know, free of charge. So I grew up, even with what I'm doing, um, my mom's always with me, you know, when we're doing the medical mission. So it's in my heritage to do good. Um, it comes naturally for me. I tell people I was not in Sierra Leone when the war occurred, but because of what my father encountered during the war, um, he was beaten by the war rebels um, twice. The second time they beat him onto unconsciousness, heard, um, tied him to a tree, put kerosene over him, petrol um, from top to bottom, and put a tire to his neck just about the time they were about to light the match to burn him alive was when the echo came and saved him and whisked him 
and airlifted him to a private hospital uh, hospital where he was for three months in coma and we had thought they had killed him we were told people were telling us they had seen him being burned but the person that they'd actually seen was my other uncle who was also an mp and had the same first name and because the two of them were targeted at the same time we had a lot of people giving offering condolences we, we couldn't even mourn because we did not know if he was alive or dead um and then not knowing where his remains are the touch of not knowing what was happening at the time when there was war and you know even being able to reach people everything was just in chaos people were running for their lives fleeing the country and so we whilst i was not in sierra leone i know the personal torments that we went through during the war we had our homes our properties looted um you know my dad um, even one, um, one or two of the houses that we have in Sierra Leone, you could still see to this day bullet um, holes from the, you know, when the, the rebels, war rebels were having their, their party, their spree, you know, their drunken spree, and they were just shooting, you know, around the house. And so um, I came to Sierra Leone in 2001, I'd left Sierra Leone um, as a teenager, and when I returned, um because my dad had been having repetitive um repetitive heart heart um um, um heart attacks mm -hmm. and so when i came to visit him because i was told if i do not come i may not ever see him alive so i came towards the ending of the war when we we're still having like lockdown and curfew and you know still wasn't safe 100 percent, but moderately safe enough to come and when I went, came to the airport at Lunge Airport, I was looking for my father and I did not see my father. And somebody said, here is your dad. And I did not recognize him. Mm. He was half the man I left. The war had killed him, even though he was walking, breathing, but he was a walking dead. And came 2002, 2003, he was ill. And 2004, two years after the war officially ended in Sierra Leone, my father passed away. And so what I'm doing is one, having to know what war, how war can destroy lives, war can damage, you know, lives, not um, structural damage, but the societal damage in Sierra Leone. So every time I used to come, I used to say, I want to come back and do good. So when the, my father died in 2004, um, the November was when I got the body to, you know, commence Melkosh. And it took me four years to pluck up the courage to come to Sierra Leone. And I came in April and started the mission April 6, 2008. And now we've gone nationwide and the rest is history. It is. You've certainly done some incredible things over there. Um, it's very, it's in, inspiring to uh, see which is why I wanted to get you on our show because you started off with a little idea and you've grown it to help so many people over there in a few weeks time it's a special an anniversary as well isn't it um we have which, a um, independence coming yeah Sierra Leone 60th independence but that's in April right April okay well, hopefully a lot of us will be coming over there as well anyway. Can you tell us a little bit about the education that you're doing with the children as well? 
Okay, so prior to the free and quality education that Sierra Leone now has under the new government, we were paying school fees for children from primary, from nursery to university. Yeah. And so since 2019, in 2018, the free and quality education was rolled out to um, the children of Sierra Leone, but unfortunately, the, our children, the war victims, were institutionally um, discriminated because they were in private schools, not because they want to be in private schools, but it's what's in within the locality of where they live, because they live in resettlement camps, resettlement homes where there are no government schools. And the government project was at the first phase was only for children that are in government schools. So as a result, our children did not receive the free education, but we, I came to Sierra Leone, advocated, nothing really happened, but we were able to get a sponsor who helped us to pay school fees for the children in Freetown. But prior to that, since 2008, we've been paying school fees for children of the war victims. Yeah. And, um, <coughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Um, in two, so um, we also provide educational um, scholarships for children of the war victims. That's what we're doing now. Um, and then the children that are in nursery to secondary school, now that they have been able, you know, after much advocacy, they've been assimilated. So we're not paying school fees for them, but what we're doing, even with the, the free education, the children of the war victims are very marginalized. They don't have shoes to go to school. Some of them wear either go barefoot or have slippers. So we provide them with shoes, socks, uniform, you name it, everything a child needs to go to school. Because even with the free education, if they don't have pens and books, they don't have a uniform to go to school. How can they go to school? Even if they were to go in plain clothes, the stigma that is attached because already the children, because of the household composition, composition that they live in, it's very, very challenging for them. And we want them to feel, you know, um, as though they're equal to their peers. So we make provisions for these children. We're in the process of building a school. We have a sponsor that has been helping us build a school for the last two years and hopefully this year the school will be completed where we would be able to provide supplementary education for the children. Now 95% of the children in Sierra Leone failed the, uh, the, exa the exams to go into university. It's a nationwide problem that we have in Sierra Leone and so we are keen in into seeing how we could provide a competitive edge of um, educational opportunities for these children, provide greater learning outcomes for them so that they could do well in school and go into further education and by so and gain you know degrees and then be able to get jobs or even you know um, trade if some of them want to go into trade so that they can get themselves from the rot because many of them are I would um, as much as I don't like to say that but they're the you know bottom pile of the social strata and you know if care is not taken these children would continue to stay in this underclass for as long as um, they're being marginalized and no amenities is coming to them. Sierra Leone has a tr truth and reconciliation recommendation that was made that every child of war victim should get free education. The yeah. war victim should get free health pension, um, free health care pension, 
um, be given a life of dignity. Every diamond that is found um, that is mined in Sierra Leone, a percentage should be put towards the war trust that would enable them to be able to be to 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 be to receive reparations. We have none of that. It is just talk and nothing in, in principle. Nothing has been implemented. Last year, World Bank gave over three million dollars. Um, no, over seven, um, about 30 million um, dollars to help war victims, um, to help vulnerable groups, and to help um, those like, for example, um, people with disabilities, people who are begging um, on the streets, vulnerable groups, um, mentally um, incapacitated people, um, you know, individuals. The war victims did not receive the package. They were registered, nothing has come through. So, you know, funds have been given to the government of Sierra Leone, yeah. but they're not just um, reaching the war victims. It's like there's just this blanket of hopelessness around them. Many of them feel, you know, dejected, ejected, abandoned, you know, forgotten. And, you know, even when hope you know, is given and then they turn out in the end that the, the hope doesn't come. You know, um, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you see a lot of sickness, yeah. they're disillusioned. You know, it's like you're we're raping them once more by giving and um, telling them help will come and then nothing comes. And especially right now in during this COVID time, there's a economical challenge worldwide. And in Sierra Leone, the war victims are even worse. As I'm speaking with you yesterday, food yeah. prices have gone up. Petrol from last week, petrol prices have gone up. The standard of living is ridiculously expensive, yeah. and the war victims have no help, nothing, no reparation, nothing except they go and you know and abase themselves as beggars so that they can eat. And we want to see how through our mission, we can give them a life of dignity. That's my dream. And we want to reach, we've gone nationwide. So everything we're doing is nationwide. Um, we've done about, um, about five towns in the medical mission. We're planning to go to all 16 districts in Sierra Leone, which is, um, it's about 20, 21 to 22 towns where we have war victims. And so it's a huge undertaking where we've come on, we have, we've, we've taken on board and we're hoping that as global citizens, you and your friends will be able to help us to make bigger changes. Um, we're hoping we're, we're doing the medical mission, they still need, you know, and so um, AJ was able to raise something like $700 on face, 700 pounds on Facebook, which went towards our medical mission. Um, thankfully, we had other people who came on board. If, you know, you, um, like I know you're coming to Sierra Leone, whatever you're raising now could go towards continuing with a project. We spent thousands of dollars in just one month, yeah. you know, trying to, um, I mean, procuring medicines from, America, from Sierra Leone, from Nigeria, from the UK, which we, you know, have been using to treat the war victims. And there's so much to do. We have thousands of war victims in Sierra Leone and every life matters to me and to Melkosh Mission. Absolutely. Um, we are looking forward to getting over there. The veteran com community 
people I know are wanting to come over there. Some of them this afternoon, they uh, knew I was going to be speaking to you in an interview. And they are wanting to, as soon as the COVID situation changes in the UK, they have offered to come out themselves and help you rebuild the actual school as well. So you have a lot of support here. Um, former Royal en Engineers and members of the British Army have actually offered. So we are trying to get it all together and get over there. I know that you were meant to be in England, but you've, you've because of COVID, you've had the opportunity to actually stay over there for the time being. I think that was brilliant because you're able to help and do so much more over there than being in England. Um, right, Faith, I could talk to you for hours and hours, which I will do after this anyway. But uh, I would like to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And if anyone's got any questions about Faith, the work she's doing over there, Malkosh Mission Foundation International, just send me a message. They will be a very special video at the end of this um, about Faith and her work she's doing over there and the team of Mel Kosh as, as well. So please stay tuned and watch that at the end. Faith, thank you so much again. And I look forward to having you on the show in the near future, maybe being broadcast from Africa. Okay, you take care. I'll speak to you later. Goodbye, everybody. S stay safe. Thank you.